0: Hello everyone and welcome to a special edition of CoinGeek Conversations. On this episode, we'll take a look at one of the hottest topics that will be discussed in the BSB Global Blockchain Convention, the IPv6 or Internet Protocol Version 6. It's a most recent upgrade on the current IPv4. IPv6 offers a near-infinite range of unique addresses, among other security and privacy implications. At the recently concluded IEEE Blockchain Symposium, an event that brought together thought leaders in the blockchain space, Dr. Craig Wright explained how Bitcoin and IPv6 work perfectly together in delivering better internet experience for all.
1: ipv 6 enables end-to-end connectivity. And that was part of the foundation of Bitcoin. Bitcoin's not a peer-to-peer network the way people say, like Napster-type things or, or um, torrents. It's an end-to-end communication platform, allowing individuals through IP-to-IP to connect directly. Not having Facebook, not having Google, not having any of these big tech giants tell you what you can and can't do. Direct person-to-person communication. And to do that, we need scale. You can't have multiple blockchains. That's also a mythology. As soon as you have multiple blockchains, it's like having multiple internets. What does that really mean? And if everybody has multiple ledgers, well, WorldCom, they had multiple ledgers. Bernie Madoff had multiple ledgers. So think about the the prohibition about honest records. If you wanna have honest records, you have to have a set of records. If you can have multiple sets of books, if everybody's getting their own version of things, there's no honesty in it. There's no way of tracking, it doesn't stop fraud. The only way it stops fraud is to have a public record. So IPv6 is essential because we need scalability. Right now we have something like 30 billion machines that aren't connected properly to the internet. In the next few years, we're going to have over 100 billion machines. On IPv4 with 4 billion IP addresses of which two thirds of them are not usable, never going to happen. You're always going to have a central hub, big Silicon Valley company sitting in the middle, sucking your data. I don't like that model. That's also why Facebook, et cetera, don't like me. I want to see a model where everybody connects without going through a big Silicon Valley company, where we have IPv6 and Bitcoin interacting, allowing end-to-end connectivity between machines, people, everything, everywhere. A universal system where secure mobility so that your phone can access all of your devices, your car, your house, everything. And right now, that's far more secure because this uh, sort of concept of connecting to the Silicon Valley company that maintains a database of all your access is a horrible, horrible model for security. It means it's easy for someone else to access and take over. If you control all of your systems and there's no middleman, that can be secured. As soon as you add Big company X. And big company X gets attacked all the time. We saw even with DigiNotar, the big um, sort of European uh, PKI provider, they got hacked. And because of that, Google got hacked globally. And Microsoft got hacked globally. And every single email of every single dissident to do with either Microsoft or Google was harvested and everyone downplays that going "oh it's only email" nice love that reaction so i want to see a world where it's really really hard to attack things not because we're making crunchy shells but because we're having end-to-end security right now you can in an afternoon scan the entire internet every single ip address available mapped right now If you want to do that on IPv6, you should be able to finish by about the year 3500, give or take. So you're not going to ever do it. You can't even scan a local network. If you do it non-sequentially and actually randomize addresses on a slash 48, it's secured just because it's so difficult to actually find anyone doing it. And it's so obvious that someone's doing it. To scan the network basically means someone like um, a large government actor needs to actively attack your whole network, signaling that they're doing it. That's the difference. So scanning this stuff's harder. It's secure and private, not because of um, all these other cryptographic things, but because of economics. I mean, yesterday, I don't know if anyone saw, but uh, there was a release saying how the American government accidentally uh, monitored every transaction over $500 um, sort of dollars around the world. I mean, accidentally for 15 years. Oops. Um, Sorry, we've had a whole sort of uh, set of departments scanning every transaction around the world for 15 years, and it was an accident. Ten thousand people employed yada 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 accident this becomes nearly impossible to do when we're talking about something like Bitcoin when we're we're doing it properly not the whole BTC um, have your address bit but actually cycling uh, addresses so that they only get used once and then it becomes private because over a global system um, where we're having IP to IP communications uh, and at scale, then what we're talking about is phenomenally hard to model. When I talk about scale, I'm not talking like IBM talk with 3000 connections per second or some BS like this. I mean, in the next decade, between one and 10 billion transactions per second. And I mean growing from there, that scale, not multiple chains, a chain. That is my goal, one system doing that. And when I say that, I don't mean with this cost structure that is higher than Visa right now. I don't mean Lightning Network at $1 a transaction. I mean 1,000th of a cent. That's my goal. It's very simple. So I want to see Bitcoin as a base layer. We need expanded address space for this. We need everyone connecting directly. So to do this, means we need an infrastructure where your mobile phone and my mobile phone communicate directly without going through big American Silicon Valley company A to big American Silicon Valley company B. Not interested. I want to see people directly communicating straight end-to-end. That is the model for Bitcoin. And to do that, we need every single device owned by every single person, not going through NAT not going through VPNs, having its own connectivity. And that's never going to happen on IPv4. That's going to require v6. If the Americans don't want to do it, I don't care. There's a big world. We have a lot of interest in a lot of areas around the world. Why? Because, well, there are a lot of people and there's a lot more education happening everywhere right now.
0: The BSV and IPv6 pairing is deemed as one of the most anticipated topics in the upcoming BSV convention. Discussing this is Latif Ladid, founder and president of the IPv6 forum. In an interview with CoinGeek Sarah Higgs on the sideline of the IEEE Blockchain Symposium, Ladid implies that putting together blockchain and IPv6 is a game-changer. He also says that only BSV is capable of handling IPv6 transaction volume. What is your purpose of bringing together all these thought leaders in the blockchain space?
2: So basically, we we have collected uh, some experts from the IPv6 world and some experts from uh, the blockchain and especially the ESV blockchain. So it was a great honor to have uh, Greg with us. I think it was his first time in this place. So we wanted to combine for the first time uh, the use of the end-to-end model in the internet because that's how IPv6 will work in the future. And basically, blockchain was designed with that uh, concept in mind, but it was never deployed as such. So here we are doing some kind of uh, restoring the architecture of the Internet as well as uh, blockchain. So these are very good uh, two roommates that have found each other after decades of work. Yeah. And I think the conference is organized by the for the first time, and this is a kickoff meeting symposium done by the first Gulf IEEE uh, blockchain uh, group. And, and this kickoff meeting means that they will be uh, collecting best practices as well as defining uh, recommendations to the government and to the industry in this part of the world. So it's a, it's a very good event for uh, this part of the world, you know, to get the right messages, as well as uh, success stories and also non-success stories, you know, this world, you know, to do it properly. So I would say it's, a, it's, it's kind of inflection point uh, for IPv6 and blockchain at the same time, uh, by, by putting them together and creating something formidable. The UAE has been really forward thinking about technology generally and blockchain in particular. Why do you think this country is so forward-thinking in that way? Yeah, as a matter of fact, they have a couple of very good success stories, but to deploy different blockchain services. So the purpose of this blockchain involving the BSV Blockchain Association is to get an interoperable and single concept for the entire country. So since they are very much keen at uh, being very efficient and getting their uh, networks to work properly, Interoperate as well. So, we should maybe be a very good consultant uh, to this part of the world in you know, order to, to deploy it in the best way, not create some silos uh, from government and, and, and industry and so on. So, so so, it's like with IPv6, we have one single protocol, and with blockchain, we have one single protocol. We're not gonna mess around with this by introducing different protocols and so on. So this is the purpose. So with IPv6, we'll do it with BSV. That's quite clear to us because that's really the solution for everyone because the cost is very low and the deployment is very efficient. We see here a very big vision for the internet to be combining IPv6 and blockchain down there. Yeah. Well, that's very exciting and a great choice in BSV blockchain. And could you explain in, in layman's terms why BSV blockchain is the best choice to integrate with IPv6? Well, so we, we have to separate first Bitcoin as a crypto thing. This is not about it. We are not into this thing because that's to me some kind of royal casino. People are buying Bitcoin in order to get rich on the expense of some other people who will get poor. Okay? So this is not a very good thing. It has created markets. So this is a digital currency market, but it but it does not bring any value to the world and to the planet uh, as such. So it will function in, on its way, but most probably if the government decides to do their own country digital coins, whatever you call them, most probably these things will, will disappear now. What we are looking at is how to monetize the internet that was not monetized before. So we don't have any payments through the internet. So by combining IPv6, by having end-to-end connectivity, so people will talk to each other directly to what we call the end-to-end communication from source to destination. So when we know which IPv6 is talking to which IPv6, on both sides, we'll be able to communicate directly without having anyone in between who's gonna cash on that discussion or on that uh, transaction. So it will be restoring the end-to-end model as the internet has been founded uh, on top. As in the meantime, uh, some technologies have been added in between called network address translation, which have cut the communication end-to-end. You know, there's somebody in between is going to be the master of the slaves. So I want to restore the master-to-master approach, master-slave approach to master-slave approach, so that each one, your smartphone, will be basically your server, and you can talk to anyone you would like to. And if you want to do transaction between these two, you can do them directly. So nobody else is gonna pick you know, a portion from your, your transaction because that's how the internet functions.
0: IPv6 deployment continues to increase around the world, up next, Ladid shows us which countries are ranked the highest in IPv6 deployment, and why should other countries follow suit.
2: Let me show you my my uh, presentation.
0: So, so,
2: so basically, um, talking about um, uh, blockchain and uh, BSC, it is quite clear from the experience we had with IPv6 in Saudi Arabia that IPv6 is very good for Saudi Arabia. So, is Saudi Arabia also very good for IPv6? Now it's the time for BSV, uh, uh, which is also very good for Saudi Arabia. And at the same time, Saudi Arabia can become an example how to do that, especially combining IPv6 and BSV, uh, as they are very good roommates. Now, one of the uh, most important steps we have to do in the next uh, five years as it is the case now in the US and Europe, is to move to IPv6 only uh, for a certain number of uh, reasons and primarily not to get better network control uh, of the the internet instead of having two and a half internets running today, IPv4, NAT, then IPv6, and then to introduce new functions such as... um, Segment routing for V6, but more importantly, you know, to introduce end to end and peer to peer applications like uh, BSE. And this will allow us also a far better control of the CapEx and the OPEx. And the deployment so far uh, by end 2021, we have reached about 37% worldwide, but the numbers of Google are not including China which is adding another uh, almost 10%. So we are currently at 45% worldwide penetration, which is an excellent work that has been achieved in the last 10 years. So we have something like um, 2 billion people are using now IPv6 uh, from, uh, in this case, from the 5 billion worldwide. Now the deployment on a worldwide basis is obviously very strong in China, and in India, we, and they host basically the first uh, and second slot in the world. So V6 is really going to happen in Asia by far due to the fact they don't have enough IP for space. And obviously in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia is one of the biggest promoters of IPv6, and they have extremely uh, done a very good job which has, has been also adopted by the United Arab Emirates. So you can see that Saudi Arabia has already 50, almost 51% of the adoption in the country with 16 and a half million IPv6 users. And most probably they don't even know that, which is the beauty of the internet. You just have to use it, you should know what's happening behind it. And in terms of deployment worldwide, Saudi Arabia sits at the sixth uh, place in the ranking worldwide. So congratulations for Saudi Arabia have done such a good job in doing this. And this is due to uh, a couple of the uh, top ISPs that have deployed uh, IPv6, such, such as Al-Jawel uh, and the Saudi Net, as well as the Mobili, uh, uh, which is a Tihad, it is Salat company. Now, and both, both of them have the similar penetration in the country in terms of IPv4 and IPv6. So this is the impact in on the deployment in the country. Now, in terms of content, uh, it is a pity that we have very good penetration in terms of ISPs, and a lot of users are using IPv6, but they cannot use the top uh, uh, 10 to 13 websites apart, basically, from Amazon. And it's quite amazing, Amazon Deployed IPv6 more in Saudi Arabia than in the other countries. And you have salah.sa and zeed.sa and uh, alwatan.com.sa. Uh, uh, so the other, the other websites should be deploying IPv6 in order to contribute to this, uh, this thing. So, in terms of the uh, deployment of the uh, uh, content on, on the web uh, services, Uh, Saudi Arabia does not rank among the top 25, but interesting enough, the Palestinian territory ranks among the top uh, 20, which is at number 17, on a worldwide basis, which is quite quite astonishing. And uh, the topic that you are addressing today is about blockchain. So this is really an important application, one of the uh, biggest peer-to-peer applications that we are going to use in the future using IPv6. So in a nutshell, uh, if we look at uh, flights uh, with Saudi airline, whatever, so all of us are still in the the luggage class using network address translation, except for those that are using IPv6, which are already in the business class as of today. And we know that because of uh, the penetration IPv6, the speed, and also the uh, uh, highly uh, deployed IPv6 in the big networks like Facebook and, and, and Google and the likes that are enjoying the functionality of IPv6. and Those that are already going to IPv6 only uh, when using 5G for SA, for instance, the standalone or cloud computing and internet things, and soon BSV, you will be basically uh, using the Internet you know, on a third-class basis. So, so by 2025, we expect that some of the governments, especially the US government, as well as the German government, they'll be moving to IPv6 only. The top uh, ISPs, uh, especially in the 5G standalone, would be having uh, IPv6, uh, the top 100. In terms of what websites, so the top 1,000 websites will be doing IPv6 uh, uh, versus the 250 that we have today. In the enterprise, we expect the top 1,000 enterprises around the world to to be uh, adopting IPv6 only. In terms of apps, obviously, blockchain, uh, Web3, and all the conference applications will be benefiting from the end-to-end and peer-to-peer facility that we are going to have. But obviously, we still have, we have a new digital divide between the 25% that would be using IPv6 only. 50% 50% that are going to be dual, so using IPv4 and IPv6, and then the remaining that are going to use only IPv4. So it will take a bit of time now to get everyone on board. So my call to you from the RH channel of the IPv6 forum, that's been of himself. And we are asking you to use IPv6 on everything that you do on the internet. So let me wish you an excellent conference and thank you for listening to this talk.
0: We'll be hearing more about IPv6 at the BSV Global Blockchain Convention. So don't forget to mark your calendars. Join us in person or online on May 24 to 26. We'll be broadcasting live from the Grand Hyatt Hotel in Dubai. That's it for this edition of CoinGeek Conversations. Thanks for joining me. Tune in again next week for another insightful chat as Charles Miller speaks to Jack Liu, founder of RelayX and Float SV. Goodbye.